Welcome to Love Talk. This is Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, and with me tonight I have Leslie Lee and Terry Salai. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hey, ladies, what's going on? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Doing just fine. You know, spring is trying to come out in Washington, D.C. It's like peaks its head out and then goes back in. So we're waiting for real spring to come through. All right. Yeah, just I, giving you time to get your toes in check, I guess. <laughs> well, I we're think ready. Mother Nature's a little temperamental because I did have my nanny and petty yesterday and I had my toes out. And uh, as a result, I have a head cold now. Yeah, you better hold on to the little toes and keep them locked down for just another couple, maybe till May. Maybe May you can come out and play. Come on, it makes you know to be winner again. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So I just had such an exciting day today. I went to go see um, Jennifer Lewis. She was in Overtown here in South Florida. And she was talking about her life and being bipolar and giving golden nuggets. She was just dropping tidbits about how life is and things that go on and how to survive and and how she was. And and she was kind of really wanting our people to know that she's bipolar and having mental illness is not something to be ashamed of and people are suffering, get help. So that was was a good message. And she was just enlightening today. It was good. I like um, intimate conversations with people that have so much to share because their life experience is so big, so to speak, you know? Yeah, I like honesty because a lot of times um, I don't know her story. I've heard snippets of it, and the idea that she's honest with struggling with bipolar is, is, is a beautiful thing because a lot of people struggle, you know, in silence, and they don't know what it is. Sometimes I think I'm a little bipolar because, you know, I can flip the script. I'm not a morning and, you know, person. You, we felt that. We felt that from her today. We felt her honesty. We felt her love for life. We felt her love for people. You know, the love was definitely in the room, which made it all that more special. But, you know, she struggled. She's gone through some stuff. And you know, sometimes when you look at people from the outside and everything looks just so, you don't realize that, you know, they have a life, they have issues and things that they struggle with too. So the honesty was there, and she 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 shared it very nicely, very nicely. Yeah, so, I was watching um, a movie, and um, a comment was made in the movie, oh, I just, this is the Instagram version of yourself. Like, everybody these days has the Instagram version, all dolled up, all exciting, you know, everything is perfect. But it's nice to see people take all the mask off and just keep it real. Because everybody has struggles. Everybody's going through something. Yeah, and that's that's what it was. That's what it was about today. It was, you know, if you do everything, and this is what she closed with, which you know it was for me because she talked about love so much. She said, if you do everything in love, you know, whatever it is, if you add love to it, it will be better, and the experience will be better. She says, you know, instead of looking at this one like that, Terry, like you were talking about, the Instagram you is so fabulous. And so made up, but you peel all of that off, you know, you might be struggling to pay your rent or you might be struggling in some kind of a negative relationship. She said if when you're dealing with all of that stuff, you deal with it with love, your end result works out nicer, which I thought that was sweet. That was sweet. Yeah, I'm glad to hear she did that because I'm sure it helped somebody. And I think um, Mariah Carey also mentioned that she struggles with that. 
Yeah, she did. She just came out a couple of days ago about it. I, I don't remember exactly what forum she was on, but I, I read it somewhere. So it was interesting, interesting. Last week I was, you know, doing what I do, scroll through Facebook, and there was um, one lady that I follow, Felicia Martin. She goes by the name of uh, your girl, Flea, and she has shows and questions that she posts all the time. And last week she had um, – Men were able to ask women whatever it is they wanted to ask. So, you know, there was about 9 million comments about women asking, I'm sorry, men asking women questions. Maybe not 9 million. But then when it came to reverse for the women to ask men, there were literally, I don't know, 400 comments on this on this scroll, which I thought was interesting. And I ran into a lady on this scroll. Um, I asked her to join us tonight. Her name is Tanitia Harris. Um, let me just give you a little background of her. Um, she is a visionary of stage play Launch Hour. She's a seasoned actress, soprano, songstress, poet, spoken word artist, entrepreneur, and an author. She's performed for over 30 years throughout the United States and abroad, and she has graced the stage with well-known artists, Donnie McClurkland, Yolanda Adams, the late James Moore, um, and the list just goes on of all of her accomplishments. She's got a master's degree in business administration from Florida International University, and I asked her to join tonight. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good hey, evening. how are you? Good evening. Good I'm evening. fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for thank- coming on. It was great. So um, I was telling my, okay? my Leslie. Yeah, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Wonderful. I was telling Leslie and Terry that um, that scroll we were on on Facebook about men and women asking each other's questions and how I ran into you. Um, women were allowed to ask men questions, and you posed, I thought, one of the best questions to men. You remember what that was? I'm sorry. I think you said, do I remember what it was? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not 100% um, exactly it's, what it's I okay. said, but I want it's to. Okay. If it, was, <laughs> it had something to do with regarding um, their – their perspective, or if you will, what is it that actually at the core of them causes them to act or react the way that they respond to women? And I'm paraphrasing what I actually said because there was a, a lengthy dialogue about it. It was a lengthy dialogue. And we talked specifically about um, the cheating aspect and why um, do men do that and why do they lead women on, so to speak, and, Correct. you know, decide that the side chick is, is the one that they're going to, you know, just abuse. And some of the comments that the men came back with, I just thought were a little a little bizarre. So I kind of want to dig into that. And it, you kind of led into that you were in a scenario. Is that, do, you, do you mind talking about that? No. And, and let me clarify, because what happened, what I found interesting in those comments, was that it was an immediate assumption that I was speaking of myself. When I when I put in what I put in, and what I wanted right. to do was to get people's responses, men in particular, because I often find that men can be very deflective and immediately associate the issue with the woman as opposed to taking ownership and responsibility for their own actions. Exactly, exactly. And as I was reading through the comments, some of the, the other ladies that were posing um, – questions or comments and what have you, and reading the responses, which is what triggered me to put that out there, which is linked to some of my writings with regard to this subject matter. It was not the, uh, it, and as I explained to you, I'm, I'm not sure what the gentleman's name was, 
your it wasn't my story. It was just a question that I was posing, and the immediate response was, "He doesn't want you." And right. I, it, it, it oftentimes men assume that a woman is sharing from a personal place. Not that I don't have my own um, set of, of relationships, if you will, issues, mm-hmm. but it's an it's an automatic assumption. Oh, you must be that person. When it's not right. well, I'm going to read it all. I'm going to read your comment in its entirety, okay? So I'm just going to go on. Here's, here's, here's what you pose. Um, why would he, a man, tell this, his lady that he has been off and on with for years, who she knows is still, who he knows is still in love with him, that he plans to ask a current girlfriend to marry him? Then he asks that lady if she would still be his lover because they have great chemistry and he loves her too, but as a friend. By the way, the guy told me, and I told him, you don't go into a marriage setting up a side chick, and it's, a, it's dead-ass wrong. His reply was, he knows lots of people that do it and feels how he feels. Follow-up question to this you, you posed also is, what the is wrong with these men's psyche? So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. What is yes. wrong with the psyche, and why it's, is that exactly. okay? Exactly, and sadly... Mind you, this and this was somebody that I know, but he's not just mm-hmm. the one somebody, because there are men that I that um, I know as a friend. There are men that are in my own family that have this mindset, and it is it, it grieves me to my very core that this is what's going on in your psyche, that you find that this is even okay, so and then I wonder why. And what? Go ahead. No, you're not finished. You wonder why? No, I, I wonder why um, there is a lack of appeal for integrity. There's a there's a greater draw of men to do things that are dishonorable than it is to be honorable. Do you think this is new, or do you think this psyche is something that just hasn't been talked about because of the way we communicated many years ago, or do you think it's something that developed over time because of the way we communicate? I I, I think it's twofold. I do think that, in fact, it's definitely not new. There's nothing new under the sun. It's not new that men are... um, predators, if you will, or prey on women, not all. I don't want to globalize that because that's not true for all men. But there are many that feel very comfortable in that. And the ratio of women to men is is significant. So I think that what happens, um, there's this level of acceptance by many women that I'd Uh rather have a warm body than nobody. So I'll accept anybody as somebody. So mm. just for me. You know? And and that's that mindset. You you settling. Saying, well since I can't get a, a whole man, I'll take a piece of man. I'll take Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Just so I can say I have somebody. And it's sad that that's where we've gotten and when you start adding on credentials, the pickings become even less. Right, for women right, of right. of character and substance, you know, it, it dwindles down, and it doesn't matter. Go ahead. I, I I get this. I see this. I feel it sometimes. And 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 my question. Now, my co-hosts are both married. They've been married for 
28 and 30 years. I hope I got that right. And um, so I don't believe that they're involved in this level the way that the single women are. Are you single? I am single now, but I wasn't always single. I married my first love. I was with him since I was 14 for uh, 30-something years. I probably don't look that old. I hope I don't. Um, but I'm only recently divorced as of okay. a couple years ago. So I was okay. with the same person for a gazillion, 20, 20 something years before we dissolved our marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I can't speak from this place of I've been on the dating scene because that is not something that I've been on. I don't know that right. world, but that doesn't mean I'm oblivious to truth. In fact, and what is my surroundings and even my experiences, be they direct or, or indirect relationships regarding, you know, this subject matter. Can right. I jump in for a second? Yes, please. This is Leslie. Okay. Hi, Leslie. I, I, hi, how are you? I think that um, it's, when it comes to the psyche and men and who's doing it right, who's doing it wrong, I don't think marital status has anything to do with it. I think it's more of how people, once they have grown up, what is it they haven't resolved from the past that they bring into their future that has a lot of impact on how they behave? And the past could go back to when they were three years old when somebody told them that they were either not good enough or too good or whatever it is or some type of past abuse happened that wasn't resolved, and they're bringing it now into their adult future world, men, women, everybody. We're all dealing with Absolutely. something unresolved that we haven't discussed, and then it comes in, and it and it's the the center of center of attention. It's the elephant in the room, and so I it totally manifests itself in that side chick cheating, ill mannered behavior, all of that. That's how those experiences manifest themselves in relationships. But right earlier, um, Tamitra, you mentioned something about women being complacent and not complacent. You didn't say complacent, but I'm choosing that word as far as feeling that they might as well have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and a warm body just so long as they have a body. Do you think that we as women can change the way people are or or this, this pattern that seems to run rampant in several relationships? I do think that we can change, but we cannot change everyone. The one that we can change is ourselves. And we have to take uh, inventory of ourselves and Uh see where our own hearts are and our own issues are. Because you can't control people. And I think too often we try to control Mm -hmm. the situations because we don't want to be hurt. So we make concessions, we compromise, we do all these different things in hopes of protecting our heart while exposing it even more. Right, and right. the onus is on us to be responsible. And I think the unhealthy mindset that some women take is, well, that's not my problem. She's not my problem. At what point in time do we as women become truly our sister's keeper? Yes. You can't cheat unless yes. I cheat with you. Right. Um, right. This is Terry. I, I totally agree with that comment as everybody was talking. Um I was thinking two things. Uh, Tamitri, I think is how you pronounce your name. The first thing you yes. said was that men can be deflective, meaning, you know, in the midst of an argument, and I've been married 28 years, you know, the whole crux or the issue gets kind of muddied 
because they just want to deflect everything and not accept responsibility for what they brought to the table or their part in the issue. So as a as a mother of two um, males who are now grown men, you know, one thing is, you know, raising men to accept responsibility um, for their actions and to be able to just admit when they're wrong. Number two is we have to, as women, as sisters, hold other sisters accountable. Everybody needs to step up their game. We are allowing stuff to happen, and we're not checking each other. We should be saying to a sister that's okay with accepting Mondays and Wednesdays, you know what, you are better than that, and you shouldn't be accepting that. And so I think a little more accountability and everybody stepping up their game can, it's not going to totally eliminate all the nonsense, but I think it will help in reducing some of this craziness that I hear going on. Yeah, you know I, I can totally say that. that. Terry, um, this weekend I had the opportunity to spend the weekend with my two sons who are adults and my husband. And we haven't done just the four of us as a unit in decades. It feels like at least two decades now. It feels, it feels like that to me. I could be exaggerating. So we haven't done this in a long time, like just the four of us just, just hanging out and having a good time and talking and laughing and whatever. So we were having a conversation. And then in that conversation, I have brought up something like when you say that we need to check on our sisters or, you know, bring to them the attention of, you know, what you're doing is probably not the best situation. If nobody ever comes to you to even share that that's what they're doing because they don't have a comfortable place, because we're so busy, like um, a previous discussion that we all had, Terry, you had mentioned that people living that Instagram life. Mm-hmm. So we're all running around here living that Instagram life, trying to make it look per- perfect for everybody else. So if I'm not even sharing with who's in my inner circle what I'm going through or what I'm, what's going on, because I'm trying to give the perception that it's perfect, those conversations never happen. They will never happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it but is I unfortunate Go ahead, Demetria. No, oh, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll come after you. No, I was going to say, yeah, that is true, Leslie, but just think about me, you, and Tracy, Leslie. Even if mm-hmm. Tracy doesn't offer the information, you know one of us are going to ask her and be all right in her stuff. True. That's true. Right. And, you right. know, I think about, uh, right. like, and this is a little off the mark, like, there's somebody that my spirit is telling me that I need to reach out to this person, but my mind and my body hasn't done it yet. Mm-hmm. So part of it is it, it's, it's within me because my spirit is telling me over and over again, like, check in on this person. We're not friends. When I know her through my sons. I know this woman through my sons. But based on what I, the story that I've heard behind the scenes, she's going through something, and I feel like as a woman, because she's like me in a house full of men. She doesn't have any daughters. I don't know if she has a good girlfriend support system. But my spirit keeps telling me, go check in on her. But my mind and my body hasn't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Then then you should check in her. But go, go back to um, the ones that think it's okay. You know, I think that nine times out of ten, they know about each other. And there is an idea who the other one is on some level. And even when you find out, 
sisters don't tend to join forces. They tend to tear each other down instead of joining forces and saying, you know what, sis, I didn't know you were married. I didn't know that was your man. He, he misled me, or this is not right. When you do find out, they tend to tear each other down, and that part, I think, needs to end because that's not how it's going to stop all the nonsense. You know, don't tear each other down. Take, come together. You're, you're absolutely right, but it goes back to where when you first engage in those kinds of behaviors, you know, you're already – so many people are broken. And I think True. all of us True. in some area of our life have still have healing to, that needs to take place. And misery loves company and hurting people hurt people. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but that's just the reality of what we live in. And women, we don't have – oftentimes a safe haven um, or a place where there's no no judgment. And it's unfortunate. I wish everyone would at least have that one somebody that they could talk to. And I believe Mm -hmm. it was Leslie that was speaking about discernment, you know, having that Mm -hmm. that woman's intuition and needing to reach out and feeling uncomfortable because you don't know what that backlash is going to look like. You want to, but then women, the first reaction is going to be to be defensive. Of course, of course. And, 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 I, and I, I was having a, a similar conversation. In fact, we just had this conversation yesterday uh, with a group of friends mm-hmm. about relationships and how um, we do tear each other down too often and not build each other up. And no one wants to be accountable and take responsibility for their actions. It goes back to you, you can only be accountable and responsible immediately for yourself. But when you feel that unction in your spirit, to, to, it's best to follow through and let the chips fall yeah. where they may. If you if you were saying something earlier before I came on about love, when mm-hmm. whatever you do, you do in a spirit of love. You know, feelings are real, even when they're displaced and they and they should have never materialized to begin with. You right. you, you build these soul ties with people, and you may come into the knowledge of well, I didn't know they were married, but now I do, or I've just been lonely so long, so I'm going to go ahead and accept this and be second or third or fourth string, whatever you may be in the lineup. Uh, you might even right. be first string. You just know about all the rest of them, whatever the case may be. But you don't want to give mm-hmm. that up. And we paint all these pictures. And I say we because we're all one at the end of the day. We all have some issues, but we paint these pictures on social media because we want the world to see us in a certain way as opposed to just being authentic. And I think there is so much liberation in being authentically you. That doesn't mean you need to put all your business in the street. I think that's mm-hmm. true. You need to keep your, I suggest you keep your relationship off of social media. Mm-hmm. I believe that wholeheartedly. Because the day you with Joe, tomorrow you with Bob, and Wednesday you with Sally. Who knows these days? Exactly. You never know. Exactly. Um, so also, keep your business also on that, Also on that string, there was one brother that I kind of have to read it because I don't want to mess it up because I couldn't believe that, that he said what he said. He thought that the, um, he said the side chick has more clout in the man's eye to him because she remains a consistent need for him. But if she just set the terms, he will follow suit. That just sounds crazy to me. Yes, it does. It's ludicrous. It is absurd. I saw that too, but that that speaks again to 
into their psyche. And and you see these things happening in their relationships and in the people that they look up to. I'm going to use my cousin as an example. And he was he and I were having a conversation. This was some time back, quite some time back, but nevertheless. And he has been repeatedly unfaithful to his wife. I don't know if she knows or not. Um, but that's what he shared with me. And the way he was speaking was as if that was okay. And I was like, you're saying this as if that's a badge of honor and you should be ashamed of yourself because there's nothing honorable in that. Right, right. Nothing honorable. And his thought, nothing, but his thought process was growing up, that's what men, boys were taught. You know, you can't, it's all about divide and conquer. Well, well, on that comment that I just... On that comment that I just mentioned, I went back to the guy and I said to him, do you think that that's really true? And he comes back and he says, yes, I think so. His need for her is deeper than him just having another woman on the side. Then why not just have her? Does that make any sense? Thank you. You know what doesn't make sense? What what? What doesn't make sense is that he's justifying it when he, okay, let's say, for instance, he chooses to leave his wife to be with the side chick, okay? Let's say that happens. Right. You know when it all starts going south? When the two of them sitting at the table, putting their heads together, there's not enough money to cover all of these bills, and then they, what, are, what are the kids going to eat for dinner, and what car are we going to drive because this one broke down, and the person that's been in your corner helping you to figure those things out is the person that you go cheat on. But meanwhile, the side chick, she doesn't have to entertain any of those conversations. So when she becomes the main chick and she starts to have those types of conversations with that man, he's going to bail and he's going to go to the next side chick because he's escaping something that's real. Life is real. And the woman that stays with you when you get you through those real times in life, that's the one you need to stick with. Because the side chick, like I always, like I always say, she knows when to put on her good panties because she knows when a man is coming over. Meanwhile, I'm the wife, and it's going to be the days when I don't have my good stuff on. And I get, I get treated the worst. But you know what? It's not over. It, that's not, and those are very real, but those are not right. the only scenarios that are out there because you have right. where guys are not married. They're, they're by definition, single, and right. they believe in that mindset. Because right. I am not married, therefore I am single, even though I'm in a relationship. Right. And we've talked about this before, girls, that the girl has a boyfriend, but the guy but doesn't have a girlfriend. And they're in the same it. relationship, you know. And that you is, got it. She and didn't they get know the memo. Right. 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 You didn't get she the didn't memo. She didn't get the memo. But, and, then you yeah. want, and then you're setting up. You're setting up. And I think I, I spoke about that in that, that, that string, might have been in that initial comment. How can you, I thought it was even more egregious to have a mindset of, I'm going to set up, like you like you buying your house ahead right. of time for you and your family. I'm going to set up my side houses, my concubines, while I'm planning <laughs> to go into a marriage. I, that, I, that is beyond, I, I don't, I cannot even, I'm like, that's beyond my pay grade. I can't counsel on that level because I don't get And I think Tracy asked that question, and it it is a curious – I am curious because I have been married 28 years. Is that a new phenomenon or has that been happening for the last 50 years? It just seems like, to me, that's some new stuff. 
I don't know. I, I well, I it it triggered me enough to start to inquire and to go back to some conversations of things that I let roll over my head, and I said, well. Maybe this is what she meant when we were having these conversations. You know, I have a Mm -hmm. book club group that I'm in and then other um, productions and things where these conversations come up. And sometimes you don't take as much note to certain things in the course of the conversations. And you go back and you revisit, at least I do. Um, Right, right. And wait a minute. Maybe this is not as new as I might think it is because it seems to be – the new thing that's out there. And I didn't ask just women. I've spoken to, to men as well. And they's like, oh, no, this is the, this is the way the game is now. This right. It, it I, feels I, new I to me, but probably, I can just be naive. Women are probably going to be mad at me, but I think we have a bigger role in changing the game than we give ourselves. I totally credit. agree. It's more of us we anyway, just by numbers. Yeah, this, right. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Just by numbers, we have the power, you know, to know that it's not really so bad to live a single life. There's no, you know, that's not a punishment. It, it's just what it is. Enjoy it. You can still have love in your life. You know, it, it's just crazy. I think that women have to do more to, to, to change it, to, to change the way men think, because who are the men cheating with? I mean, I know there's that whole down low factor, but this is a whole nother conversation. But who are the men cheating with? They're cheating with women. So if all women allow this and they accept this and they bring that into the fold of their relationship and pretend it doesn't exist and that makes it better, it's never going to end. It's going to get worse where it's going to be out in the front, right in front of your face. You're going to be like sitting here in the restaurant with your husband and his side piece is going to walk in and sit down and be like, hey, how y'all doing? That's where we're headed. It's crazy. Yes, that's very true. I have a question regarding women helping women or our, being our sister's keeper, because I mentioned that earlier. But yes. I know that I, too, yes. have struggled in the department of or the area of at what point or if there's any point in time where you put your sister in the know and and, and how close of that does that relationship need to be in order for you to put them in the know? Does it stop in the know as a friendship? If they know of the the woman's partner being unfaithful to them, whether they know them as a friend, as a relative, through an associate of sorts, but they are fully much in the know of the infidelity um, or the just lack of commitment that they're having with their partner, how would you go about saying that or should you? Because I get mixed responses on that. And I, too, have witnessed that and wondered myself, okay, do I say anything? You know, I'm always, my first instinct is to be prayerful about it because I'm like, Lord, this is not some territory that's easy to be treading through. Right. It but anybody isn't, in the know, you know because, of, you know, because women are like, ooh, you know how they are about their man. And I don't that's believe that one. just because of, yeah, it is a, I, it's a challenging um, one. I think, you know, it really is, I think it really comes down to your inner circle. I think outside of the inner circle, you, you stay out of it. But if it's your inner circle, you know, your crew of friends that y'all are ride or die, you trust that what they say 
is real and it's not coming from any okay. agenda and vice versa, then I feel like, yes, you need to say something. Yeah, be a hard, I, I have to agree with you. But outside of the inner circle, I wouldn't even get into those muddy, rocky waters. Well, you know what? I, I kind of differ on that a little bit, only because I think of our generations behind us that are coming up, that are going through what we've been through. And I know that I've probably, like I said, I'm an open book, and I've probably shared more than I should have. But when I'm having that conversation with someone who may not be in my inner circle, but I talk to on a regular basis, and I can see where they're struggling, and I'm like, oh, girl, I've been down that street, been there, done that. And then I will let her, let her know, let her know what it is. And I think that's, that, that's just me. That's my comfort level because I don't, I, you know, it is what it is. It happens or didn't happen. But it is what it is. So I, I, I speak my truth when I find myself and I'm in, when I find myself in those situations, when I'm with the, the youth that are walking down the same road that I've been down. And, and, and I can see, like, I've had young girls come to me talking about, you know, they think their husband's cheating or whatever the case may be. I've been down that road. And my, my, like I said always, and I will say it again, my thing is self-preservation. While he's out there doing whatever he thinks is necessary, you better make sure that you're checking in on yourself, make sure that you're okay, because you're going to be okay one way or the other. Either you're going to be okay with him or you're going to be okay without him. But what are you doing for yourself in this time frame? And that's the only thing that I can, I can only speak from that perspective. Now, in terms of being the other woman, I mean, I'm sure there's some benefit for some women out there and, and, and why they choose to be the other woman, if that's a choice. But then in the long run, at the end of the day, you've got to check the statistics and ask yourself how many of them, if, if this is your intended goal to be with that man, ultimately, how many of them really leave their lives? Ask yourself that question. Yeah, that's, that's something. But I, I kind of agree with Terry. I would not um, address a cheating issue outside of my circle. I, I definitely wouldn't. If it's a woman that I would need, she does not in my immediate circle that I trust. I definitely would not. Um, Cause then I feel like I'm getting in her business and she doesn't have that relationship with me. You know, if I see a guy somewhere, I may feel, and he's not in my circle. I may feel some kind of way to say something to him. If I know your wife, you know, I don't know how much I'd say, but I may say something or look at him like, you know, some kind of crazy look. I don't know, but I wouldn't go in and tell somebody who's not in my circle, I saw your husband or your man is out cheating on you. I, I wouldn't do that. But I would hope that everybody has a circle so that somebody will pull their coat. And, and the reverse, anybody in my circle who I know is the side piece, I would be like, what are you doing? Why is that? What are you, you're accepting that? He's married. You know, you can't accept that. It's, it's not cool. It's not part of the sisterhood. So it, but it's, it's not always one. on a marriage. It's not always on a marriage. You know, no, I know not. that they're, 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 it, sometimes it's just single people, single by definition mm-hmm. only, right. but they're not really single, and they are out there being promiscuous. Um, and there's so many more things to take into account other than a broken heart. Right. You know, right. There, are, there are things, there are diseases. So, you know, you have to think about all types of things when you're, yeah, when you're out there being with multiple partners. 
And it's just yeah, more than that. There could be kids involved. There could be finances involved. Exactly. Finances involved. and children. All kinds family of Family members. Um, yeah, I, I think that if you see somebody that's in your inner circle, whether it's a, a marriage or um, serious dating committed relationship, you know, I would say something unsolicited. Um, outside of that, if I haven't been asked to give advice or I haven't been, the subject hasn't been broached to me, like I think my husband is cheating, if they're not bringing up the topic to me, I just would not feel comfortable saying anything. So, Terry, somebody outside your circle but you're an acquaintance with and they said to you they think their husband's cheating or, you know, they gave you a story just of chatting maybe over dinner or something, they gave a story and, asked you that, then you would feel comfortable with saying, yes, he is cheating, because I saw him last week with whatever, whatever, you would feel comfortable with that. Well, I'm not going to be that outright. I think it's uh-huh. going to turn into an hour-long conversation where slowly we're going to peel back the onion, where by the time the hour is over, she's going to realize, oh, Terry must have saw something. Okay. I think a woman's okay. intuition, I think every woman has intuition, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's yes, that. We we may not we may not honor it, but it's not because it's not there and it's not resounding saying something is wrong. I may not be able to put my finger on it, but something is not right. I think that we feel that as women, in particular. Do you agree? I, I do. Agree. I think women know. And, and, and I think we know at the core of us um, what's yeah. going on, or we have a sense of or suspicion. I just don't believe God leads us in the dark. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that, you know, and I'm not saying that everyone is a believer, what have you, but for those who are, and I believe that those are on the line, we are truly believers, and and God just will not leave you out there in the cold where you just don't know what's going on, and you're that oblivious. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Got to agree with you. And I you don't totally have to be agree. in a spirit realm to get it. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You have, you, but you have to receive it. You know, there's people that get it just like Absolutely. you said, and they don't receive it. They know it. They see the signs. They feel it. It's in their heart. And then they will make a million and one excuses on why the scenario that they believe is true is not so that they can carry on and still feel good about it. Exactly. And, and, and again, I, you know, it takes some time to, to digest that truth because I believe oftentimes you say, well, what didn't I do or what didn't I say or why? Why this and why me? And all these, as opposed to you may or may not be a contributor to a person's actions or reactions, um, particularly when it comes to choosing to go outside of a relationship and particularly a marriage. Well, Um, you know, I don't think it's ever your fault because if you're done or you need to do that, they do. But if you're done and you need something else, yeah, you're done, you need something else, then step up and tell me, this is not working for me. Tell me what it is that you need, where you're going to get what you need, and let me make a decision if I want to be down with that. Not you exactly. deciding to me that I'm going to be in this mix-up. That's, that's a coward to me. To me, that's a coward. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's, and it's very selfish. Um, yeah. But it's the world, it's unfortunate, but it's the world that we live in because we are not as a whole, authentic. We don't be true to ourselves, let alone true to somebody else. Right. But isn't that where the, isn't that the, the basis of adultery? It is selfish. It's the self-fulfilling. They're not thinking about everybody else. And nobody's thinking 
rational. Like, let me go home and tell my wife that she's not needed right me. Nobody's thinking of course rational. Not. In that. No one no. Hi honey, I'm thinking about cheating with X, Y, and Z. No. Exactly. Nobody thinks <laughs> no, like I, that. I just wanna be I just wanna be honorable and noble. No, you might not even get out other than in a body bag at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, I find it more basic than that. I mean, don't you think some men, sometimes I think it's even more basic than that. Some men are just dogs, you know, and it's like as soon as they're, like, in heat, you know, the first thing they can jump on, they just got to get it. You know why I think think part of that is not so much because they just, you know, horny by nature, so to speak, but there is a deeper issue. There's a root cause of all of these things. And mm-hmm. when you look at the common denominator, it's something inside that you are trying to fill a void. And instead of you looking inward to resolve your own conflicts, you'll choose to band-aid everything by, okay, I'll feel good for the moment. I don't have to think about my real issue. I don't have to really look in the mirror and see me. Because right, right. when I look at me, I see a lot of ugliness, and I don't want to deal with that. So I or think, or or, or mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I was going to say what I think about men too is that we we've discussed this many times. Women communicate more. We're more verbal. So when they were growing up as young men, did their fathers or father figures or men in their life talk to them about how to be a man, or did they? show them. And so in that example of what they saw, that's what they took away from it. If there wasn't a whole lot of conversation around how to be a man, it was just a lot of action and you saw something and you took it in, but now you're this man and you're like, well, you know, my dad did it, my uncle did it, my father did it, you know, this one said, so if there wasn't a whole lot of communication on it's like, what is it to really be a man? Right. That's what we get it. And, so and, and a man of God. <laughs> it is. You can't even cover it all in an hour. And no, and, and, and I echo that I echo that sentiment because that is exactly what happens because we are products of our environment and what we see we mimic. And it you know, um I remember growing up and you hear and do as I say, not as I do. Right, but right. that's not really how it works. At the end of the day you're gonna mimic those behaviors. You're either gonna do exactly what you, you hate you hate it and become the very thing you hate, or you're going to go completely in the opposite direction. But oftentimes it's the former and not the latter. So you adopt these behaviors that you say, oh, I'll never be or I'll never do, and you find yourself actually doing. And it is the people that you're looking up to particularly, and I'm thinking of a, a situation where there's like a whole family of these men who are known to be promiscuous, and they are men of the cloth. They're important. They take care of their families. And, and so they take so right. their mindset is, hey, as long and then it goes to, well, what defines a good man? Because if I'm taking care of the home front, um, I don't mistreat you, quote unquote, in terms of when I'm in your company and you know we do the <laughs> vacations and we do all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but so I let's make clear, cheating on me side, is a mistreatment. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, quote unquote. Right, 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 right. Uh, then, then technically in their mind. Well, I'm a good man because I do all, I provide, um, I love, and I care for my significant other and my family, and this is just I, my thing over here. My extra bank account that she don't know about. 
and I don't bring it home. Whatever I'm doing, I and, don't yeah, bring and it I, home. Exactly, right. yeah. So as long as I'm discreet, then it's okay. And, and, in and some if ways, you see that women, going up as a boy, yeah. you're going to mimic that behavior and think that it's okay. What were you saying, Terry? So I also think some women have also taken on some of the male tendencies of not really being in touch with their feelings and what's going on with them. And so, like you said earlier, they're okay with taking uh, second place or being third place because no real woman really wants to feel like she's in second or third place. So sometimes they just kind of like put those things aside and they really haven't gotten in touch with their own feelings. And sometimes it does take a friend or somebody in your inner circle, quote, unquote, to say, you know, are you really okay with that, you know? Is right. that really right. where you want to be? I don't think they are okay. I think that people are lonely and they're settling. I don't think it has mm-hmm. anything to say. I'm really, truly, I don't think there's a woman that is genuinely, if they'll be honest with themselves, themselves that they're really okay with that. It's just, right. I'm tired you know, of being it's, alone. It's, it's, they're not. I'm just tired of being they're alone. Not. So they just, they, 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 as I said earlier, they compromise themselves. Mm-hmm. They compromise mm-hmm. themselves and they just say, you know what? I'd rather have a warm body than nobody at all. I just have a little piece of, my piece of man, just so I can say I have someone. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard truth, but it is the truth. And it's it very is a hard sad. truth. <laughs> It's it's very sad because people get tired of being alone, and you're right. Being alone does not mean lonely. But if it doesn't have to, been alone, it doesn't have to. But if you you can still, like you said, have a healthy um, dating life and and you know partnership or what have you. But the pickings do become scarce, particularly when there are certain criteria and, and character traits that you want in your significant other. When you start right. adding some whistles and bells, just other than just being a male species. Right, right. You start sticking just stick one more thing on there and you knock fifty percent off already. I know that might be a drastic percentage, but just to drive my point across. And that's just the reality of it, it the way that it is. It's unfortunate, but it is. And and we don't communicate enough and I wanted to speak on um we were talking a little bit earlier about communication, and that is paramount to the success of any relationship. And women do like to talk things out, and men are not as vocal. One of the things that I had to learn um, through my relationship and maturing is everything that's truthful is not expedient, and it doesn't have to be said right then. Let cool heads prevail because we want to resolve it right then and there because we don't know how to make that disconnect from from family life into work, transitioning into the workforce. So Uh we want to resolve all of our issues right away. And men are built very differently. And sometimes the best thing to do is just shut up. And I'm talking about... Oh, I haven't learned that yet. It took me me 20 years to learn that one. (laughs) Close your mouth. Trust me, I've been there. And the last thing you want to hear is somebody saying you nagging and that little mouth hand with the the fingers. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, (laughs) We have to and learn how to speak. It's okay. Your mama. Your mama. <laughs> you know? And no, you ain't going nowhere. You're going to hear me out. But mm-hmm. they're not hearing you. So the objective is not going to be achieved until you let cool heads prevail. And if they need a little minute to cool down, 
Let them have a few minutes to cool down. They got the same address. They going if they leave, they coming back. That is so true. I mean, but I literally you know, and I had, I had to. That was a hard lesson years. to learn. Yeah, I, trust me, been there, done that. It was a hard one to learn, especially when you when you're a vocal person to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's even more right. difficult to bridle your tongue. And nine times out of ten, yes, we are right. At least I believe so. <laughs> You know, but you know, through loving kindness, through reality, sometimes you have you got to use wisdom. A wise woman builds her house. So, so do you think cheating? Do do you think cheating is different uh, when you're married or when you're just um, in a dating? You're not married. Cheating is cheating. Cheating is just cheating. I believe that. Yeah, cheating is cheating. Married or not. If you right. are truly single, and I, when I, when I, to me, single means I am not in a committed relationship with anyone, and they know that they that I am not in a committed relationship right. and with they know anyone, <laughs> and they know it. That's key right there, and they know it. If you are claiming someone, whether you live with them or not, as your mm-hmm. significant other, or and they claiming you, and y'all booed up on social media or not. You're in a relationship, right. and, and you right. are any, anything that outside of that, unless you all say that you have an open relationship with y'all swingers or whatever the case may be, which I don't support that either, but unless you have that kind of a communication and that's what y'all doing, then you're cheating, period. Right. I, I agree. Okay. Just yeah. wanted to put that I out mean, there because there are betrayal. some that believe it's not a big deal unless you're married. I just want to put that out there. It's a, it's oh, a big it's deal. A, Okay, ask a woman that's in a relationship and they're not married and her man go out there and see how big or not a big deal it really is. I know. Because it's going to be know. a big deal. It's going to be a real, real big deal. Because, you, you know, home, your, your heart is all tied up. up in there. <laughs> and our hearts do get tied up in there. And, you know, and I am, he who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. So I'm not throwing any stones because I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But None of us there are, are certain yeah, but at the but at the same token, you know, at what point in time do we say enough is enough, and and we and we stop this vicious cycle, um, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. The only one we can control is ourselves, and it starts with us. It's and true. It starts that, with we us. We can be that example. And being our sisters' keepers, you know, having those conversations. And, you know, finding out, you know, to tell me. If you know the girl in your circle is dating, she's going to be talking about it and ask those questions, you know. You think he's this, what's this? you got to know. You have to know and help each other so that we can keep building each other up and stop this nonsense because it's crazy. Listening to that brother in that little news feed talking about the side chick has the upper hand because of this, I just, I, I was like banging my head up against the wall. How many men are thinking like this? It's crazy. Um, a lot of them, I would think, have that same kind of mindset. I would, I hope that that's not true, but you didn't see a whole bunch of people saying, no, that's not how I feel, brother. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. That was very hush-hush. And, it was enough, and, and there was enough of them on there. There was enough of them yes, on there. Well. Let me tell you, sometimes silence speaks a lot louder than words. True, very true. 
So, you know, in your bio, we I read that you are a playwright. Can you talk about a little bit? What do you write about? What kind of plays are you yes, writing? Yes, Thank you so much for asking. Um, the first full stage play that I did that I'm actually going to be touring is called Lunch Hour, where lunch isn't the only mm-hmm. thing being served. And okay. this is something. That sounds a little risky. Okay. <laughs> It, it's not. It's, it, what I do is I address a lot of real issues in a comedic mm-hmm. fashion. It is a comedy drama, and it deals with things like um, the pros and cons of social media, the okay. um, the um, absence of of having a father in your life, and how that affects the long in the long term. Mm-hmm. Cheating is also something that is addressed in the play. And mm-hmm. to to add to that is sexually transmitted diseases and how they are on a rise uh, in people that do not um, carry the stigma of you have it mm-hmm. because of people that are in relationships and what have you, marriages and being promiscuous and all of those types of things. And Lunch Hour is about this young lady, Jade, and her life and her journey, and she um, is this picture perfect on the outside of having it all together? She goes to church on Sunday all the time, and she pays her time, she pays her offering, and she pulled herself up by the bootstraps, if you will. But she has uh, an issue of being deflective, and everyone is the reason for her 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 issues, and not mm-hmm. taking any ownership and responsibility. But the whole premise of the play is you are who you are and where you are because of your choices. And if you don't like where you are, then you need to change your choices so you can redirect your future so it can look like what you want it to be. And that her best like friend is the, is, is the, I would love for you to, is the comic relief. So I am planning it again here. The next show that I have scheduled is going to be uh, in South Carolina. I'm doing going to be doing the East Coast. That's one of the many. And then I have, um, there's a second part to that called After Hours. If you think a lot okay. happened during lunch hours, there's even more in after hours. And I do have a couple teasers that are on YouTube that you can go and look at and just type in lunch hour stage play in four separate words, and you can take a look at that. And I okay. absolutely love, love um, I'm doing that. And then I have addictions. And I, as I mentioned in that thread that you read on Facebook, that that is part mm-hmm. of my ministry is two women. And um, not that I – Forget my brothers because I don't at all. And so I, I'm excited about where God is taking me on my journey. And I have a few books that are coming out. One is Heart of a Woman, which is a collection of my spoken word and poetry. Okay. Uh, followed, by, followed by Loose Lips, which I, I'm excited about that book. You'll see in my bio that there's a book called You. Mm-hmm. But I've, set that, I've tabled that one for right now so that I can finish uh, Loose Lips. And where do you where do you get your inspiration from? I'm sorry. Where do I get my inspiration? I get my inspiration from my own life and from other people that I affiliate with and associate with. You know, I have many many conversations with people. I love people and I love to help people and I love to be helped too when I need it. But right. um, you know, when you're in the arts, which I only got back into the arts a few years ago. But you have so many times where you're on set or in film and you're just chatting with your fellow castmates or uh, stagehands. And the conversations can be so interesting. And even in my book club, it's such a diverse group of women that we have all types of books that we read that directs our conversations in ways that we may not expect 
in the beginning, but you learn so much about people just having a conversation with them and watching body language and, and their just behavior patterns. Yeah, that's Where, one of my favorite pastimes. Um, and, and, and I do that. And then sometimes I, I just, it's just the gifts that God have given me that they just operate. It has nothing to do, I don't have to have something to trigger something. I could just be sitting around and I say, you know, I feel like writing and I'll sit down and I'll just start writing and I don't, I don't put any restrictions on myself. Whatever comes out of the pen is what's going on the paper, and then I'll go back and I'll look at it and see what God poured out. Okay. Okay. So are you doing so anything my, in um, in Miami locally or in D.C. or Maryland? Because that's where each of us will come. Well, I would, love, opportunity well, I would love to come to all of those places <laughs> so I can make that happen. Um, through with the help of the Lord, I could definitely make that happen in in those places to to travel and bring the productions there because I do want to do that. Um, like I said, I've been I've been on full throttle now. I had so just a short period of time. I call it short period of time, but with some health issues. But I, I'm getting over that. Thank God, I'm claiming my healing. Um, but okay. you know, it took me it took me a while to transition from the mindset that I had adopted and not believing that I could be that in whom God had called me to be. And the Lord has spoke to me many, many years ago saying, if you can be as good as you are doing what I didn't call you to do, just imagine how great you'll be doing what I call you to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to listen, but I didn't. And not that God hasn't given me favor and I haven't been successful in the business side of things, which is where my degrees are. But mm-hmm. my heart, my passion, which is which is connected to your purpose, is in this other ministry and within the within the arts. I've been singing all my life, so I've okay. done more of that than I have in terms of stage production. So most people knew me and hired me to sing, and then a few years ago, I stepped back into the arts, and um, I had what I would call my epiphany moment on the couch watching television with my daughter's dog next to me that now I seem to have taken ownership of. Um, <laughs> Very informal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And so I, I took a chance, and I auditioned for one production, and I got the lead role. They offered me another one in another production. And since then, either people see me and they and they say, hey, I want you to be in my production, or I love how you sing. I'm going to write you in. You know, God has just given me favor. Um, and then I and I decided to want to to write as well because I've always been a writer and now I'm just trying to I guess in a way play catch up if you will because I want yeah. when I go and the Lord calls me home I want to go empty because I think too much is already buried in the grave of gifts and talents that weren't used because we operated in a spirit of fear. Wow. Or so if you had to give their drinks. If you had to give, you know, in closing, I'm going to ask each of the ladies, if you had to give um, a sister who's not in your circle some kind of um, advice about life, and let's say she's younger, what would that be when you're talking about relationships and marriage and cheating and accepting and not accepting? You know, what what kind of golden nugget would you lay? I'll start with you, you. I would tell them to love themselves truly love themselves because you can't love anyone else until you love you. And what does love look like? 
And love doesn't look like cheating. Love doesn't look like abuse. Love doesn't look like neglect, and that even means for you. Can't neglect yourself and not take care of yourself and not know who you are and whose you are until you start to look inside. You have to love yourself. And that's something that I, as at the root of everything, love you. Okay. And Terry? I would say that um, for any relationship to be successful and long-term, each person in the relationship has to be a complete person, meaning you are one and complete and whole all by yourself. So for the woman, make sure you are complete and whole before you enter into a relationship. And when you are looking for that significant other, look for somebody that is whole and complete meaning they are mature, they love God, uh, they know that they can't do things all by themselves, um, that they can be um, taught in their listening and their understanding. Um, so look for that person that is also one whole, complete person, and I think that gives you much better odds of having a successful relationship. And Leslie? Um, thinking back on some advice that one of my friends received from her brother. And he clearly said that a man knows right away from the minute he lays eyes on that woman that is the one, he knows right away. So if you're in a situation that's been long and drawn out and back and forth and you can't commit, you're not the one. Move on. Cut your losses and move on. He knows right away. If he's stringing you along, that's not your relationship. Stop wasting time. My advice, yeah, yeah. my advice would just be um, be true to yourself. You know, speak up for what you want and and be true to yourself. And, of course, love yourself. You know, we say that, and sometimes I think that that becomes a cliché and people don't really know what it means to love themselves. It doesn't just mean buying shoes and buying the right outfits and, and doing your hair all so pretty. You know, loving yourself has to dig deep and figuring out who you are as a person and loving each pieces of that person. And the pieces that you don't love, make adjustments to change those pieces so that when you stand in the mirror and you do some kind of affirmation, that you truly love the person who you see inside and outside. So that would be my advice. Samitra, I'm going to ask you to give us your website, how people can get in touch with you, how they can get on your mailing list and, you know, become involved in all that you do in plays and writing and all of that. Thank you so much for that opportunity. And my website is timetria.com. That's T like in Tom, A-M-E-T-R-I-A.com. And my social media is my Timetria. Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S. All of them are the same, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I don't do the uh, Snapchat. Okay. Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, Snapchat. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I'm sure we'll run into each other again, and we'll have another conversation. But it was fantastic. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Thank you so much, very much for having me. It was a pleasure to meet each and every one of you, and I hope that we can reconnect again soon. Okay. This is Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, 
And uh, you can get a copy of the episode at T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S.com. That's TracyHines.com. Thank you for listening. Good night.